Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast. This is the On the Spot series by China Forum. In this series, we return to the platform of international forums and webinars, where leading minds in academia, government, business, technology, and media deliver novel, collaborative responses to the global issues of the day. Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast on the sport series. I'm Xiao Qian. With the U.S. vowing to pursue extreme competition with China and trying to corner the country on all fronts, tensions in the Indo-Pacific region are rising, pushing all parties to strengthen their military power. How can China prepare itself for the intensifying challenges on its doorstep? In what ways can the nation maintain its role as a responsible maritime power? Mr. Zhou Bo shared his opinions on these points during the conference on Regional Maritime Security Outlook 2022, which focused on military competition in the Indo-Pacific in the maritime domain. It was hosted by the RSIS Maritime Security Program at Nanyang Technological University in Singapore on January 19, 2022. Mr. Zhou Bo is a CISS senior fellow and former director of the Center for Security Cooperation in the Office for International Military Cooperation at China's Ministry of National Defense. Let's hear what he has to say. U.S. President Joe Biden has said that U.S. rivalry with China will take the form of extreme competition rather than conflict. The problem is, if competition is already extreme, it is only one step away from conflict. The mutual distrust and lack of strategic consensus between Beijing and Washington leaves little room for what President Biden called common sense guardrails. De-escalation in a crisis. Will be far more challenging than in the past because of intensifying great power competition. The few confidence-building measures in place are only tactical arrangements, which can hardly resolve strategic distrust. What best represents China's military strengths? The answer: its navy. PLA Navy now stands impressively at the forefront of the PLA simply because today all threats to China comes from the sea. Be it in the Taiwan Strait, the South China Sea, or in the Indian Ocean, admit it or not, AUKUS, the Trilateral Security Pact between Australia, the United Kingdom, and the U.S. is against China, and the Quad involving the U.S., India, Japan, and Australia is at least because of China. The question is, how useful are they? If the first of Australia's eight nuclear-powered submarines under AUKUS. Is not going to be delivered before 2040. The subs will not become serious game changers. Instead, they will haunt Canberra for decades to come. Australia has no nuclear industry. If these submarines have to be maintained from time to time in another country, Australia's submarine capability cannot be sovereign. The Quad could grow into anything other than a useful military coalition against China. Since the U.S., Australia, and Japan are already allies, therefore India's attitude toward China is critical to the survival and growth of the Quad. If India goes too far in fostering a military relationship with other three countries, it will damage its own image as a major power with an independent policy and sour its relationship not only with China but also with Russia, which is an important provider of India's military hardware. 
Even if India is not happy with the PA Navy's presence in the Indian Ocean, which is not a secret, it can hardly protest because all the military operations of the PLA in the Indian Ocean are humanitarian in nature, be it counter-piracy or disaster relief. There is no likelihood of a military clash between the Chinese Navy and the Indian Navy in the Indian Ocean like the one in the land border areas between the two armies in 2020. In the Taiwan Strait or in the South China Sea, the Chinese Navy has to prepare for the worst scenario of potential conflict. Also, as about 90% of global trade travels by sea, the security of the international sea lanes cannot be more crucial for China, the largest trading nation and the largest crude oil importer in the world. A global China calls for a global blue water navy. This is why, since December 2008, China has been sending flotillas to patrol the waters of the Horn of Africa. Almost half of the 7,000-plus merchant ships escorted by Chinese task forces are foreign ships. This is a demonstration of how China tries to combine its own interests with its international responsibilities. In the Gulf of Aden, China has been working in tandem with the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, the European Union, and the combined maritime forces led by the U.S. and other countries. This is a good example of how China stands ready to cooperate with any countries to safeguard international maritime commons as a responsible maritime power. That was Mr. Zhou Bo, senior fellow with CISS Tsinghua University, sharing his views on how China can build up its naval forces to cope with rising tensions. Thanks for listening. 